This is a podcast by sciencemag.com. Sciencemag, come out and play. Sciencemag, come out and play. Sciencemag, come out and play. Dear English speaking, thinking, reading, hearing listener, welcome back to me at Science Mag, the blog dash podcast dash Twitter account dash GoFundMe unsuccessful campaign holder dash entity behind the unsuccessful <laughs> zazzle.com slash stop and go e-shop that tells you science stories uh, while scratching the by now almost unbearable itch on the back of the turtle just a millisecond before the turtle in question decide to use the whole southern hemisphere of your planet for the above just mentioned task and that does all of this in English question mark a language that is to proper English what the movie Morgan is to originality and the post to Thera is to a good news for your humankind. And that is verbally communicating with you thanks to the voice kidnapped from a very dumb human via a voodoo wireless trick. Today, dear listener, you are going to be told the story about roads. More roads. Even more roads. And a bit of wilderness. So, there is this paper, published on the peer-reviewed search journal Science, about one year ago or so, mid-December 2016, where a team of 10 scientists from Germany, USA, Greece, Brazil, UK and Poland creates a map of the roadless areas existing in the world. According to their map, the scientists tell us that even if about the 80% of Earth's lands are still roadless, this roadless chunk of Earth is though hyperfragmented in roughly 600,000 pieces, more than half of which is smaller than one square kilometer. And one square kilometer is, dear listener, 20 times smaller than the JFK airport of New York. Above all, the paper tells us that the protection on a global scale of the remaining ecologically important roadless areas is totally inadequate. So, folks, uh, good news, uh, as usual. Anyway, the map pack is headed by Professor Nuria Selva Fernandez, who presently works at the Institute of Nature Conservation Polish Academy of Sciences, and Professor Pierre L. Ibisch of the Center for Economics and Ecosystem Management at the German Eberswald University for Sustainable Development. <laughs> Apologies for any mispronunciation, included the way mispronunciation has just been pronounced. And now, dear listener, comes the story of how and why the Professor Selva Fernandez Bunch, from now on referred as the SF Bunch slash team slash dudes, slash whatever it may come up to my brainless semi-void, sorry excuse of what where I a human being and not a dumb blog should be called a head. The story I mean of how and why the SF bunch did the roadless area global map. Let's start then.
The SF bunch, being a bunch of scientists, first needs to get a solid database definition of roadless areas. For that, the lab codes check out 282 science papers that deal with the roads facts zones. Of these papers, our guys and girls then focus on the 58, which give them specific infos on the roads effects and on the spatial influences of such effects. These papers study the impact of roads on multiple aspects of terrestrial and water organism lives. To be more specific, the 58 papers show how roads impacts on animal abundance, population size and behavior such as breeding, mating, feeding, movements, diet and even the pitch of calls. Moreover, the studies provide evidence about how roads are connected to the reduction of species richness and diversity, to the spread of invasive alien species, to the induction of deforestation, resources exploitation, hunting, landscapes changes and fragmentation, to the increase of noise and so on. The organisms studied in the 58th paper include a wide variety of both plants and animals such as, to mention just some, mammals like sheep, gazelles, deers, wolves, impalas, birds, amphibians like frogs and salamanders, reptiles like the tortoises, fishes and even invertebrates such as earthworms and insects like beetles and butterflies. To sum up, uh, indeed, uh, dear listener, Prof. Selva Fernandez and their science dudes, uh, after all the reading, uh, find out this. The 100% of the effects that a road has on life forms are present within a distance 1 km from the road itself. The 39% of the effects are present within a distance of 1 to 2 km, the 14th percent within a distance of 5 km, while road effects that go beyond 50 km to even 100 km do exist, but uh, luckily are rare. At this point, thus, given the 1 km buffer along each side of the road is the zone with the highest level and variety of road impacts, the SF map bunch can finally come up with a sound definition of what the roadless areas are. And the definition is the following, dear listener. Roadless areas are terrestrial areas not dissected by roads that are at least one kilometer away from all roads and therefore less influenced by road effects. And if you, dear listener, after these five lines in which the word roads has been used so many times to wear out all the asphalt of the southeastern hemisphere, if you after these can still find some meaning in the word road, well, mate, your brain really is good stuff. Or you are simply not listening to what I say, so even more good stuff capable of wise choices, pal. Now, back to the tale of the roadless areas. After finding a suitable definition for the topic of the research, Prof. Salva Fernandez's map pack creates a map of the roadless areas existing all over the world. And how do they do that? Well, dear listener, here are three ways among which you can choose. Way number one. Our science dudes first take a 72 hours sauna where instead of water vapor, they breathe in belladonna's vapors. And then they follow the indications that 
if I had the chicken cactus eagle-like creatures, gives them in the form of kinky rigmaroles sung in medieval Japanese with a cockney accent, and they, using the feathers of the above-mentioned chimera, tattoo the above-mentioned map on the back of a hairless Bigfoot which oddly enough resembles to a mashup of the whole cast of How I Met Your Mother. Way number two. They use an open access dataset to get the infos about the world's roads and, based on those infos, they create their global roadless areas map. Way 3, they just trace a high-resolution version of the map of Tolkien's Middle-earth and hope nobody spot the resemblance. So, dear fellow listener, did you choose? Yeah, I know, it's a tough call. Those are all plausible ways, <laughs> but for sure you got the number 2. And you are right, you got it, pal. The SF Bunch uses the November 2013 dataset of Map, that is an open access volunteer geographic information project founded in Britain in 2004. Map is, and I use the words of the SF science dudes here, a grassroots approach to mapping and updating free global geographic data with a focus on roads. Yes, basically people from all over the world upload on the OpenStreetMap servers their maps and road data. The data from these people come mostly from their own GPS devices, but it can also be that the volunteers even upload their own maps or trace the areas they know from satellite pics taken by Bing or other entities, which of course have an agreement with OpenStreetMap on these. Professor Salva Fernandez and colleagues recognize that being OpenStreetMap map a crowdsourced product, the quality standards of its data are unknown. Nevertheless, our scholars stress on the fact that OpenStreetMap is one of the most cited, analyzed and commonly used platforms of this type, and that several studies have been performed to test the quality of its data at both regional and global level. The results of this analysis show that the quality of the data can vary significantly among countries with a particular lack of data about roads from some areas of the tropics like Borneo. Given that and the fast pace of road construction, the SF Bunch states that the results of its research certainly overestimate the real extent of global roadless areas. Anyway, all in all, the same SF bunch rationally choose to use the OpenStreetMap dataset because this, among all available road datasets at present, provides the largest length of roads at a global scale and not limited to one type of roads. Indeed, to the effort of our map science pack, OpenStreetMap contributes with data about six kinds of roads. Number one, major roads, idest, motorways and freeways. Two, minor roads, that is, small local roads, residential roads, etc. Three, highway links, like slip roads, ramps and structures connecting roads with each other. Four, very small roads, that is, service roads and roads for agricultural use. Five, paths, those roads mainly used for horse riding and cycling, but also for small or off-road vehicles. And finally, six, the unknown types of roads, probably the ones that leads to the houses of horrors at Halloween.
<laughs> make uh, no mistake, uh, dear listener, each and every of these six categories of roads has ecological costs. So, dear listener, let's see what's next, but after the commercial break. Every time you take a road trip, your stomach decides to bitterly avenge all those sneaky midnight snacks of yours and becomes a growling monster whose superpower is to turn every smell your particularly sensitive nose can get into the stink of a giant plantation of very scared and angry skunks which do dislike personal hygiene and floss and which do like to eat sandwiches made with a bed of garlic covered by a thick blanket of onions embedded between two fat slices of garlic bread left rotting in a wet tropical forest inside the molded fridge which plug has been unplugged in the summer of 2003? Well, try roadless nozzling, the paste that beats any kind of road sickness. It's easy to use. You empty a whole stick of roadless nozzling in the sink of your kitchen five minutes before leaving. Then right after that, you go straight to the bathroom, open your medicine cabinet, gut down four sleeping pills. Then right after that, you go straight to your drink cupboard and binge drink a bottle of your liquor of choice and voila, you are ready to take off for a wonderfully quiet and peaceful road trip. Roadless nozzling, only 1300 euros point 99 cents for a one gram stick roadless nozzling and you get rid of both your car sickness and that crap of air that clogs your kitchen sink since last autumn oh welcome back dear listener where were we all right our science dudes collect data from an open reliable data set on all regions of the world excluded all large water bodies and Greenland and Antarctica which are mostly covered by ice. After collecting and analyzing all this huge amount of data, Professor Selva Fernandez and her science lab coat associates eventually make it and create a global map of the roadless areas which, I remind you, they define as slices of lands that are at least one kilometer away from all roads and for this reason are less influenced by roads effects. So what does the map shows? Ah, uh, shows a lot of things. First, it shows that even if roadless areas with a one kilometer buffer to the nearest road cover about the 80% of Earth's terrestrial surface, roughly 105 million square kilometers, this roadless 80% is indeed heavily divided into almost 600,000 pieces. And more than half of these pieces are very tiny. In fact, they are less than one square kilometer big. 80% of these patches are less than five square kilometers big. And only 7% are larger than 100 square kilometers. If you consider Europe and Oceania, for example, the mean size of the roadless patches of one kilometer buffer is a bit less than 48 square kilometers, which is to say, dear listener, smaller than Manhattan. As for the other parts of the Earth, well, North America mean size is less than 60 square kilometers, South America 418, Australia about 248 square kilometers. The bigger average size of one kilometer buffer roadless areas of all Earth is drum roll in Africa, where this average is of 522 square kilometers, which is not much anyway, since it's eight times Manhattan, of course, but Africa is huge, like half a million times Manhattan. Africa is also the world region with a higher percentage, almost 90% of one kilometer buffer roadless areas. 
going down you have Australia, South America and Asia 88%, Oceania 64%, North America 62% and good last Europe 42%. And if you stretch the buffer from 1 to 5 kilometers, well, dear listener, the global roadless areas shrinks from 80% to less than 60%, and the patches into which this 60% is divided are 50,000. Just to give you a reference, Africa percentage of 5 kilometer buffer roadless areas is 65%. It was 90% with the 1 kilometer buffer. And that of Europe, is 13%, it was 42% with a 1 km buffer. So listener, to sum up, Professor Salva Fernandez and their group of brains with their data show that although there is a lot of land not covered by roads, this lot is tightly encapsulated into a thick web of roads. But the SF map bench does not stop here. Nope, it goes on and study the ecological value of each of these roadless areas. How how our hardworking lab coats do that? <laughs> Dear listener, that's the tale you will be told on the next episode of me at Science Mag, the podcast. Till then, take care. Ciao. <clears throat> Good day to you, illustrious listener. My name is uh, William Will Whatever, and I'm here to, once again, try to bring uh, to this blatantly cheap, supposedly science-related so-called blog slash podcast some dignity and to properly highlight some absolutely essential facts that the above-mentioned ridiculous blog slash podcast foolishly neglected. First, the biggest uh, existing roadless patch uh, with a 1 km buffer at the time uh, Professor Seva Fernandez and colleagues' uh, paper is published on science is uh, 4.82 million square kilometers wide and it is in South America, in the Amazon area. To give you a reference point, it is a roadless area roughly as big as half Europe or half the USA, or, if you prefer, esteemed listener, almost two times bigger than Italy, Germany, France, Spain, the UK and Texans put together. Second, Professor Seva Fernandez and colleagues use OpenStreetMap November 2013 dataset for this research, as the useless blog slash podcast told you. But what it poorly did not bring to your attention, dear listener, is that this dataset consists of 36 million kilometers of road. That is enough road length to go to the moon and back more than 90 times. Third, the distance up to which a road effect has an impact, its spatial extent, is specific to the effect itself. Besides, it depends also on the characteristics of the road, such as, but not only, its traffic volume, as well as on the species of plants and animals interested, and on the kind of habitat and landscape the road crosses. Finally, the spatial extent of each given road's effect is symmetrical along the road itself and can vary among seasons between night and day according to weather conditions and over longer time frames. Fourth, since last week, roadless nozzling is available no more only as a paste but also as a syrup. Methods of the administration and dosage are not so different. 
Best regards, William Will Whatever, or if you prefer, WWW. Sunny come out and play. Sunny come out and play. Sunny come out and play. This is a podcast by sciencemag.com.